Hey, Sam here, just ahead of the start of the podcast. Um, Upon editing this episode, I did realise that we had a couple of audio glitches uh, throughout. Uh, I've done my best to remove them, uh, but I just wanted to apologise up top to just say sorry about it. It only happens a handful of times in the episode, uh, but hopefully it doesn't distract you. Enjoy. Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture films and TV shows. I am your Mandalorian bounty hunter, Chris, and with me, as always, is my badass, stalker in the night, jewel-wielding lightsaber badass co-host, Sam. Got my hood up, got my, uh, what are they called, the lek lek leko, whatever, those things that are so <laughs> the, the horn things that aren't the quite horn horns, things, the floppy yeah. and fleshy, you know. They must be weird to touch, mustn't they? It's like, whip- it's like an arm with, like, no bones in. Yeah, they're odd <laughs> things, aren't they? I whip my leku back and forth. <laughs> right, anyway, yeah, this is episode, what, 53, 52? 50-something, 50 52. Uh, and we are talking about, exclusively talking about The Mandalorian this week, because it was a big, wow. big ep, wasn't it? Wow, like there's wow. no chance to talk about anything else because there's too much Mando talk. And because right. nothing else has come out. <laughs> so no, nothing else has come out, but too much Mando talk. Yeah, a lot of Mando talk this week. So uh, for those people who loved our six, seven hours we did of uh, Star Wars, you're gonna, <laughs> you're, we're back. Your boys are back with more. I think Star we're Wars. probably clocking up to at least like nearly twenty hours of Star Wars content I in think total. We've, we've like absolutely sold out, mate. I think we've. Uh, <laughs> We've really messed up here. But anyway, 52. 52 episodes. And yeah, uh, we, we normally start this off with a bit of a preamble, but what normally comes after the preamble is, what have you been watching this week, Chris? Um, well, I've been watching a few things. After our talk the other day, I went and watched Christmas with the Cranks straight afterwards. Nice. Um, after last week's episode where I mistaken, what was it, Christmas with the Coopers with Christmas with the Cranks? Yeah, I got them mixed up. Yeah, happens, so I went to watch. Happens. I went to watch Christmas with the Cranks because that's on Netflix. Um, yeah. I watched The Grinch, the Ooh. the um, the Benedict Cumberbatch animated version from last year. Was it very Christmassy? Um, it's it's all right, but it's definitely not the Jim Carrey version. Definitely no. not. Um, what else did I watch? I feel like I've watched another Christmas film in the week. Um, oh, uh, we watched. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay, That's cool. Always a funny one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I've started on part three of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, nice. which is just getting even weirder. Yeah, even more bizarre. Some would now. Say. Yep, even more bizarre. Um, I feel like there's something that I'm forgetting, but the main one is I started uh, James May's O Cook last <gasps> night and I watched six episodes in a row and it got to two o'clock yes. in the morning. I was like, I should probably go to bed. Yes, <laughs> I that is also on my list, so we can talk about that together. Okay, right. Now. right. Uh, so, have you seen the breakfast episode? I've watched all of it, mate. I finished. Okay, it. <laughs> so I've only got the last episode. I've only got episode seven left to watch. Um, it's so funny and like just the way you cock stuff up and everything. But then half the time it ends up going right. It was amazing. But you know the one dish he fucks up really badly is the potato hash. The yeah, black pudding potato hash. Is I actually, actually made cookbook. Actually yeah, made I it actually is. made it this morning, but without black pudding. Oh, nice! So I'm really full. Hash. I made yeah, 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 potato hash. <laughs> I was like, oh, that 
that seems pretty good. I've got potatoes in, and we were like trying to figure out what to have for breakfast. And I was like, we don't really have everything for a fry up, mm-hmm. but we've got some aspects of it. Like we had eggs in, we had some beans left, uh, we had a bit of bacon. I was like, do you know what? I'll make a potato hash to go with it. And do you know what? Like I overboiled my potatoes a bit, so they went a bit like. Um, they didn't keep the cube shape. They started to become more mashed, more like a traditional hash. Um, but it fucking worked and it tasted well. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? Like, we would never really go watch a cooking show. And we oh, I something. do. I watch them all the time. Well, I don't. And, I, I mean, I've watched Chef's Table. That's pretty much the extent of it. Okay. But you watch something like James May's O Cook, and all of a sudden, I feel like I've learned a lot. Like, yeah. I really liked the look of that uh, sha- shashuka, what is it, sh- shakura, shashuka, the breakfast one that you did with, like, the tomatoes and the egg and stuff. Oh, well, I nearly made that because I was like, oh, I've got more of the aspects for that, but Charlotte's not a big fan of eggs done that way. She prefers scrambled eggs and omelettes, so I was like, do you know what, we'll make scrambled eggs. I'll do that another time. But yeah, yeah. I'm well excited to try that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Tomato-y and toasty and eggy. Mm, nom, nom, nom. And also, it's just very funny because he's just so he's just so Britishly um, dry <laughs> with his humour. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's good. It's good little. Uh, I, I love the one. dessert episode and like the producers just said like this is the most. What was it? I can't remember how he worded it now. I just forgot it. I remembered it. He was like, oh, this is the most bad-tempered dessert I've ever watched. (laughs) (laughs) He's just getting pissed off about the apple crumble. Yeah, it's not good. He says it himself, like, if he can do it, then anyone can do it. And I think that's why it's a bit more accessible for people like us to watch. Yeah, definitely. Because you've not got, like, Gordon Ramsay just there, like, oh, do this, do that, do this, do that. And, like, you're like, what the fuck are these techniques and everything? He's just speedrunning through it, whereas James is just there, like... I only know how to cook three things. Now I'm making a cookbook. Bear with me. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. But yeah, that's a. Well, have you watched anything else, or is that the last um, thing that you watched? Yeah, I'll, I'll say that's the last thing. It's the last thing that I really. Oh no, 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 no! There was something else. I just remembered. Well, so something else chair, that I watched. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised you with the memory. <laughs> so uh, there's a BBC Four series, I think. So BBC Four like normally has like all the chod for old people, but then it has all the film stuff that they <laughs> don't want to put on. Like that used to be on BBC Two, but people like too many old ladies are watching BBC Two, so they just put like cooking shows on there and stuff. Okay. Um, so they put all the film stuff on BBC Four now, and I found one. It's a new series called Life Cinematic, where they talk to different filmmakers about um, their favorite scenes from different films and everything like that, and what inspired them, and then pick apart some of their own films. Okay. So I watched episode four last night, which was with Sofia Coppola. Okay. Um, it it was it's a really fascinating watch. Um, it's like giving me some new films that I want to go watch. Some of that like I've seen like snippets of, and I know that these great films, but I haven't actually gone and watched them myself. So I think I'm definitely going to go watch like uh, In the Mood for Love, which is a Chinese based film in the 60s it came out in like the year 2000 or something, but it's based in the 60s in China about um two couples and some of them having affairs and stuff beautifully shot um but yeah sophia coppola it actually made me more interested to watch on the rocks you know that we talked about a couple of weeks ago oh yeah, uh, yeah the yeah. um bill murray uh film yeah um because that's by sophia coppola so yeah uh, and i love lost in translation so they talked about that and stuff like that lost in translation is a great film i want to go back and watch it again even though i only watched it at the beginning of lockdown okay, um, pretty cool yeah Awesome. Yeah, I would definitely recommend checking it out. They did Sam Mendes, who did 1917, Edgar Wright, and 
I've forgotten who the other female director that they had on is. Um, I didn't recognize a name. I would probably recognize the films, but I didn't recognize the name. So, yeah, definitely okay. check it out. Cool. Wow. Watch quite a bit. Yeah. Now, strap in, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Unf- unravels a, like a scroll that bounces across yeah. the room and everything. I've yeah. got a list. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you winning, right. son? So, I watched James May's O'Cook. Yeah. Uh, I also watched the whole entirety of Auntie Donna Big Old House of Fun that you watched last yes! week. Yes! Um, we were talking about this the other day. It's so yeah. funny. It's amazing. It's pretty good. Like, I don't think absolutely that humour is not for everybody. No. Like, definitely not for everybody. But, wow, it is hilarious, mate. Yeah. Um, there was just a lot of points which was like, I didn't laugh at everything um, because it's quite... Obviously, if you ever watched any of the Auntie Donna stuff, it's like relentless in how much it hits <laughs> you in terms of the sketch comedy and the brutality of some of the the puns in there. Um, but a couple of bits that were really funny were like we spoke about it already, but like the Seinfeld bit uh, right yeah. at the beginning in episode one, um, the speech bubble bit was hilarious. The thought uh, bubble, yeah. <laughs> Anthony Starr is the stray man. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Oh, I love the recurring joke of just throughout the season, the bins are getting full of more and more bodies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they just chuck ragdoll bodies into the trash. Yeah, it's hilarious. And then you've got uh, the game show bit. Um, oh. Just the Ellen bit was hilarious. And, and after that, I went and checked out some of... Oh, the Italian man. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, I went and checked hey, out... Hey, I shit myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little... <laughs> he's just the, the the voice just the voice that Mark does is just hilarious uh, so after that I went and checked out some of the YouTube sketches as well yes. um, yeah so good and I'm watching sketches from like 2015 and uh, 2014 and stuff and they're just so funny and did you check out any of the so they've done a couple different series did you check any of the ones out that they did in the in the school yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, I sent you a couple links to some of them, but yeah, the oh, role such a funny series was just. <laughs> I sent that to uh, Richard from the the Get Real Gaming podcast as well. Yeah, yeah. And, I put uh, that in the I put that in the group WhatsApp just there. Like, boys, fucking watch it. Yeah, so good though. The so kiln good. one as well. Have you seen that one? Uh, Don't get in the kiln. I love oh, Broden yeah, when he's yeah. doing like a stern older man. I went and watched the uh, the <laughs> camping <laughs> one <laughs> as well, and um, the. <laughs> The uh, the man beast one. You ever man seen the man beast in the office where he's like, "We don't use nicknames." It's like uh, he's like, "There's <laughs> been a there's been a spelling mistake on my name." It's like, "Okay, how do I spell your how do I spell your name?" And he's like, "M for man, A for apple, N for," and then he goes, "E for eggs and uh, eggs and bacon uh, for brekkie, and then uh, A for." eggs and bacon for mm, in my tom <laughs> and he's just so funny and um it's just <laughs> at the end they spell it fucking wrong and he's like my name is correct uh it is man bust and it's like yeah it, you know I, obviously I'm, I'm butchering it but it's, <laughs> it's i think it, i've just found a new style of comedy as sam trying to recite other jokes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh hilarious. He's 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 funny, man. Like um 
and the outdoor, outdoor as well. Anyway, we could talk about Anti-Donna <laughs> for ages, but uh, what we could also talk about for ages is what else I've watched this week. So yeah, Anti-Donna is pretty good. Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm late to the game on that, but it's pretty funny. Um, I've also watched uh, Hotel Artemis. Um, okay. Which, to be fair, is a pretty like easy watch. Um, it's an action film, and it's a hotel-based action film. Um, set in like kind of a kind of apocalyptic world, I guess, but like not like it's lived in. But there's like water shortages and a bit like Blade Runner kind of thing. If you get me, yeah. the 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 trailers always reminded me of like I want to be John Wick. Yeah, it's got that vibe a little bit. It's, yeah. it's essentially like the you obviously the the premise of the film is it's a hotel for criminals mm-hmm. uh, to hide out. Um, you mean but, like the Continental in John Wick? Yeah, essentially, yeah, but not specifically hitmen. So it's like thieves and arms dealers and stuff like that, uh, which I guess is kind of the Continental anyway. But um, yeah, it's good. It's a good film. Um, it's got an all-star cast. It's got Jeff Goldblum in it. Um, yeah. It's got um, uh, Jodie Foster in it as the, the nurse in the hotel. That's who I was trying to think was playing the nurse, yeah. Yeah, you've got um, Sila from heroes zachary quinto yeah uh charlie day charlie day's in it and i was like yeah yeah yeah, totally surprised by charlie day because the day i'd the day uh, the day i'd see charlie day as um (laughs) as a (laughs) as an american italian arms dealer who's kind (laughs) of slightly insane is like the funniest thing i've ever seen it's it's just it's just charlie from always sunny then only he's italian (laughs) yeah literally yeah um, uh, I've been rewatching Always Sunny still now as well. I think oh, I'm on to season five now. You can literally always watch Always Sunny. There's never a, a time where you cannot watch all. <laughs> it's a bit like The Office US, you know what I mean? It's you can yeah. always watch that. Um, Kenneth Choi is in it. He's got a little bit right at the beginning. Um, you've got um, Sterling K. Brown, Dave Batista's in it, and Dave Batista's pretty good in it as well. To be fair, um, Dave Batista's just a pretty good actor. To be fair, yeah, yeah, and Sophia. Boutella as well so yeah it's a, it's a good cast um but to be fair like it gets slashed a little bit on reviews so it's like 58 percent rotten tomatoes 6.1 imdb um it's it's fine like you're not going to be blown away by it you're not probably going to watch it again um but it's a it's just a fun watch if you get me yeah 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 so that was good uh and i've also watched um which i watched last night uh, i watched upgrade finally Oh, I've not got round to it. It's yet. on Netflix. Oh man, it's incredible. It's <laughs> such a good film. It's amazing. Like I can't believe this because it wasn't really very big in the UK. This film. No, it, I don't think it got a wide cinema release over here. No, I, if anything, I don't even know if it really got a cinema release over here. I don't know whether it was like something that just got shown abroad or, um, but it's not a big, not a massive studio or anything. Uh, and in terms of like the cast list, it's not like a, an all star cast. You know what I mean? It, it's it's got not Tom, uh, not Tom Hardy in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy yeah, that literally. looks like Tom Hardy but isn't Tom Hardy. <laughs> Who, interestingly enough, when you shut your eyes and listen to him speak, he sounds just like Adam Driver. Okay. <laughs> when you watch it, you'll get what I mean. But I yeah. like, I, I like, cannot, cannot recommend more to watch this film. Everyone was saying when it came out, this is what Venom should have been because it came out around the same time as Venom. 
Yeah, it it's wicked. Like it's so good. The premise is amazing. Uh, it's set in kind of like a cyberpunk world. Um, that's all it reminded me of. Um, yeah. and there's a moment where, like, my notes are literally all caps when something happens. Um, it's like next level shit. My mouth was like <laughs> wide open. Like I was literally, mate, I was sat there on my own like half 11 last night. And you know when you watch something and you like physically react to it? Yeah. Um, my mouth just dropped and it just ca- it just like literally like it hits you in the face. <laughs> it's so good. It's so I, good. The one bit that I have seen from it is like, uh, is there a fight in an apartment? Yes. And like the camera is just like, that's the way the that bit. they shot was that the bit. That's the way the they've bit. shot it was amazing. So they fitted like an iPhone to his chest to use like the gyroscope in it and stuff like that. And that was attached to a mechanical rig that they had the camera on. So when his body moved, the gyroscope from the iPhone sent that to the um, camera mechanic. So then the camera could follow his body directly. That's oh. how it's all like motion track. So he stays in the middle of the frame all the time when he's flipping around and shit. That's incredible because that, that scene is phenomenal. Because those bit, well, there's a, there's like a couple of scenes like that throughout. Um, right. Oh, and it and it's so slick. And even when he like walks down the um, when he walks down like a corridor a, a bit, um, and the camera still kind of does that, but it's quite subtle. It's just right. the style of the film is just amazing. Um, and obviously, like, the actual plot is really good and you don't see a lot of things coming. And, yeah, it's um, it's slick. It's yeah, really it's, slick. It's been near the top of my Netflix watch list for quite a while. I just haven't got around to it. Yeah, I mean, it is, like, red band, you know what I mean? But there's not. it's not, like, out-of-control out of level of red band stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just when it happens, it's like, whoa, you're not expecting it because it happens so fast. But that's kind of, I think, like, with with extreme violence and stuff in films like this, I think that's the best way of doing it. I think, like, when it becomes over the top and it's, like, every single kind of punch or every single fight scene yeah. is, like, ultra-violent, it can sometimes ruin it a little bit. But with Yeah, this, I think it's be- being yeah. careful as well and not lingering on stuff too long. No, no, like, it's literally, That's when like, it becomes yeah. gratuitous is, like, when, like, they have, like, a... F- a 10 second close up of somebody's head after it's been caved in or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like literally like it's a split second moment thing where you just it, like it's like drive that drive elevator scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like the perfect way to do it like it's gruesome and everything but it's like flash and done it's just enough to show the shock and violence of it. You know what? It probably it, this film like is quite reminiscent of Drive in a way. Okay. Um, it's kind of got that element to it like with the the with the protagonist and like kind of him on a mission almost kind of thing okay. i mean obviously yeah, yeah. you know the premise is a bit different the setting's a bit different but um it kind of has a little bit of a link with that um a bit of blade runner-esque like because of the world and stuff you're just but naming like, all my favorite films there bro <laughs> but, but like i say when you watch it it could it could literally be set in cyberpunk yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's almost like cyberpunk is taken uh, obviously, I know Cyberpunk's based on the book and everything, but it's almost like they took a leaf out of the world of Upgrade as a link to it. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, I, cannot, I, I yeah. almost got Lawrence a Cyberpunk Christmas present, but I went for something else instead. Oh man, um, 
They, Sorry, they've got um, the cyberpunk role-playing game, the RPG, the tabletop RPG. There's oh, loads nice. of books and expansions out there for him. I was like, oh, do I pick him up one? But I didn't know which one to get because there were so many of them. Cyberpunk 2020 is. Nice. Um, Lawrence would really enjoy this film. Yeah, definitely. He would He would really like this. Um, That's because... why it's from Get Real Gaming. Check out the boys at Get Real Check Gaming. Out the boys. Um, and yeah, that's it. So I've watched quite a lot, but... Um... Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's me for the week. Dang. Uh, before we move on to news, make sure you check us out. Follow us on socials at GetRealPod uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Send us a message. Let us know what you've been watching. Uh, we don't mention socials early enough in our episodes, so we're doing it now. But uh, yeah, make sure you let us know what you've been watching this week. And if you've watched anything that we've watched, then let us know what you thought of it. Uh, Chris, what's in the news this week? What is in the news this week? So I think, first of all, we'll do a bit of Batman news. So we've had some set photo releases. These are like aerial shots of the set of the Batman. Uh, We're seeing what we think is an exterior shot of the Batcave, maybe an entrance or an exit from it. So it's like the side of a cliff face in like a park or something. Yeah. Um, or wooded area, which it looks like the Batman could come rearing out of the side of a hill, which would be a nice classic Batman nod instead of it all just being like a, a 21st century fucking neon-lighted thing that we see in all the other ones lately. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we get? We got some street views, didn't we? Um, so we now know that the, um, the film's going to take place over different seasons throughout it which yes. is more lending into the theory of it being tied to the long halloween and stuff like that um i'm wondering if we're gonna get a twist on um the riddler and the villain of long halloween maybe merging them together almost mm-hmm. uh, that'll mm-hmm. be interesting that would be interesting. um yeah uh, you pointed out something as well with one of these shots so you've got what looks like the stairs going up to like um, a town hall or a mausoleum type building, um, very reminiscent of where they shot in Liverpool outside of um, not St Albert's Hall. Um, yeah, I know what you mean though. Yeah, I can't remember what the name of the hall is now, but out front of there, but next to it, you pointed it out to me because I didn't notice. Um, it's like a circular ring full of statues, and you said, "Hold on a minute, isn't that guy like?" holding a trident and i was like yeah that guy's holding a torch it looks like it might be like greek and roman gods um Mm -hmm. sort of like tying into obviously they inspired most of the justice league and different superheroes like that so you got hermes holding the torch um he was the one that inspired flash um you got who would it uh poseidon i guess it would be um in that case uh, would obviously have the Trident inspired Aquaman and stuff like that. You got the Amazons, yeah, and stuff like that. So that might be like a nice little nod to like other things in his universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine if um, like such a ballsy move. But I know it's not going to happen. But we are, we all love a a good speculation. Um, but wouldn't it be a ballsy move if they like tease the idea of like a Wonder Woman character, but in the Matt Reeves mm. universe? Um, it would be like so cool just there like just like a, a nod and a wink to other characters like make the universe feel more lived in other than just batman yeah 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 that'd be sick yeah maybe you see somebody with like a flash t-shirt or something like that yeah i mean we've got bits haven't we um like uh oh no i'm thinking of um 
Is it another film where we've got like someone wearing like a Superman T-shirt or like someone's dressed up as? Oh, that was in a um, Shazam, wasn't it? No, where the, there's like Halloween costumes. I think that is. Um, I think that is Batman, isn't it? Where someone's like dressed up as like a really crap Superman for Halloween. I I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It's a roost loomer. <laughs> it's a roost loomer. <laughs> If, if ever you've heard one, Sam either it, is chatting it, it's shit. It's a or... moose remory. <laughs> okay, it's a, <laughs> it's a loose. It's a it's a it's a loose memory. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, my head's confused on... with that. Trying to figure out those words now. All right. Well, okay, we'll, we'll put it back on track. Um, just chatting DC news dead quick. Uh, there is a Suicide Squad panel confirmed for. Comic-Con Experience, CCXP, which is the digital version of Comic-Con this year. Um, I was thinking, like, normally I don't think there are many Comic-Cons this late in the year. So is this like an extra one that they're doing, or...? Yeah, now I said... Oh, yeah, December 6th. Yeah, December 6th. So it's... um, uh, James Gunn tweeted out, um, uh, My beloved Brazil and friends all over the world, join me and some of the hashtag Suicide Squad at CCXP Worlds, December 6th at 5pm for some ridiculous fun. There seems to be loads of Brazilian Comic-Cons this year. Like, they're doing, like, loads of mini ones. It's like the Olympics, isn't it? Maybe the, uh... <laughs> How is it in any way like the Olympics? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't, Explain I wasn't, that thought process. <laughs> I wasn't even going to try and back it up. I just, like, verbally diarrhoeed out that it's like the Olympics. <laughs> It's like Star Wars celebrations like the Olympics. You make the pilgrimage to it wherever it is, but it's usually in America, which because it's annoying. And we don't and the only ones we get in the UK are shit, apparently, but because they're in the UK you think it's amazing and it doesn't matter. Yeah, what. it was like the big it was like the biggest convention we had ever been to. So we were yeah. like, Yeah, this is fucking sick. We yeah. got to see Rogue One. Oh yeah. We got to get Rogue One spoiled for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah i remember that when that happened i think we've spoken about that on the podcast before but yeah um, when we talked about rogue one but Baze, yeah. i call him by his name in the film because i can't Baze. remember his actual name but Baze ruined his death scene in <laughs> no no he didn't ruin no, his he death ruined, scene he ruined, he ruined uh, uh, turret yeah but the best thing was is he hid his death scene he was like when something happened with me <laughs> turret <laughs> understand oh no when when no it's dies, the other way around yeah, yeah when when, dies, when Baze understands and then yeah he gets cut off before he can say i died as well i guess so but that was like everyone kind of like you heard like a ooh in the in the audience alan tudyk's kind of, face was like what everyone like looked at each other for a second it was a bit like and then uh gwendolyn christie swiftly moved us on but we were like we walked out and we we're like did he just say what we thought he said <laughs> Let's pretend like we ne- let's just pretend like we never heard it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just sort of like a unified thing. People were like, We didn't hear that. Anyway, that's a tangent from uh just chatting about um, uh, Comic Cons, but here we are. Speaking of otherworldly things, um have you seen Sonic the Hedgehog yet? Uh no. Is okay, there well, I can stream it in the UK at the moment. Uh Amazon, but you might need to pay for it. Okay, right. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Go on. <laughs> anyway, so, spoilers for the end of Sonic the Hedgehog. He ends up going back to his own world at one point, 
Um, and Dr. Eggman definitely ends up getting trapped there. So Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has got a working title. It's production. It's in pre-production now. Its production will start in March 2021, but it's going to film under the name of Emerald Hills. Oh, okay. Which is a link back to, obviously, Green Hills and Emerald Hills are the first stages in the in the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog games. So okay. we've seen a lot more of Sonic's homeworld and also spoilers for the end of Sonic. At the post credit scene, we see Tails getting introduced. So we're probably going to get a team up of more of the Sonic characters, maybe like universe hopping type thing using the rings and stuff um interesting so maybe it's gonna go like more balls to the walls sonic instead of um james marsden as sonic driving through america oh, okay yeah, yeah which was a weird concept for a sonic film anyway yeah take us back to uh yeah take us back to actual sonic land that'd be cool sonic land <laughs> emerald hills <laughs> yeah uh yeah so just thought that was an interesting thing. Maybe yeah. a tease towards it. Also, speaking of working titles, potentially teasing stuff, mm-hmm. um, we, we've we now found out that Doctor Strange 2 is going to start filming as soon as they finally fun- finish wrapping on WandaVision. Okay. Um, so um, Elizabeth Olsen has said <laughs> this is great for her. She thinks it's going to work amazingly for the character because um, Scarlet Witch is going to be in dot strange too so she feels like the character is going to be better for doing these two projects straight after each other and it's apparently going to have some sort of a three line of her character now a lot of us are theorizing that maybe she might be one of the villains almost in dot strange 2 or a pseudo villain like she's the one causing the cracks in the multiverse maybe during one division and everything like that um maybe leading to like a house of m type thing but we also we had a casting in Doctor Strange two a while ago that we uh, talked about, and I'm going to butcher this name because I have no idea how to say this. Um, Zochtel Gomez, maybe it's X O C H I T L. It sounds um, like a chemical compound. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something like you would get for like hip pains in America. <laughs> Um, I apologise for butchering your name, but Gomez, um, female um, uh, Latin American descent, I believe, um, or like South American descent, um, and we've been theorising for a while she might be playing America Chavez, um, who is a multiverse-hopping character who punches uh, um, star-shaped holes through realities to jump through the multiverse. Um, And so... Tying this back to what I said in the first place, the working title for Doctor Strange 2 is apparently Stellar Vortex. Right. So, Stellar Vortex, Stellar being like the stars and the universe and stuff like that, and Vortex obviously being like a portal type thing, so maybe star portals. Mm. So, that ties again into the America Chavez um, theory. Uh, Yeah. Interesting. What do you think of that? It's interesting. and I've not really heard of the whole uh, Chavez theory. Um, but yeah, I think it would be uh, an interesting move. I think it, that would mean then that there's a lot of aspects of Doctor Strange that we think we know about but don't actually know about yet, if you get me. Like, it's enough yeah. where it's, um, like, going to take us by surprise, if you get me. Definitely. I think this is going to sort of, like, 
uh, play into the way of like how they're going to traverse the multiverse and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be a really interesting take, like budgieing him up with somebody. Um, yeah, it's going to be yeah. really interesting because he's sort of like, he, like he almost became a bit of a loner. who's just there, like I'm above most of you all except for Wong. Like Wong's yeah, my mate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, it'll be cool. It'll be an interesting dynamic as well as having like a a teenage um, Southern American, Latin American paired up with Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange. It'll be a nice little strange dynamic. Um, (laughs) So, strange dynamic. (laughs) Yes, um, I think that's all the MCU news that I've got. I know you had some Roos Loomers. Well, it's not quite a Roos Loomer. Kind of taking in, you know how we love a good... uh segue from mcu to thor to chris hemsworth to russo brothers to extraction 2 um okay i i, <laughs> I thought it was mc new mcu news but now i'm gonna go MC on see news mc, MC news. news um no no um it's just that we've got a, a kind of a time for um extraction 2 being shot it's going to be shooting sometime next year um which obviously if you've watched extraction um a very very good action film mm, yes. um very much sets up and very obvious sequel at the end uh does yes. it does it not who know Roos Luma not a Roos Luma confirmed I mean as soon as it did well and it was one of the most watched films of the year they were like uh yep we're g- give it a sequel that ending was real <laughs> yeah yeah and considering it was a Netflix um it's like a Netflix exclusive as well, and it smashed yeah. it. So, yeah, cool. Um, that's also, a- speaking of the Russo brothers, I've got a segue for you this time. Um, we have our first uh, images from the Tom Holland Russo brothers film. What's it called? Is it Cherry? Oh, yeah, there are a lot of... Yeah, I, thank God you remembered this, because those those images are really cool. I'm really excited about this film. As soon as you said Russo brothers, it came back to me. I was like, oh, that's why I was forgetting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go on, take it away. Um, so what's the film called? Do you remember this? Is it Cherry? It is called Cherry, yeah. It's an oh, upcoming yeah. American tra- crime drama directed by the Russo brothers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got that tattooed on your arm or something? Because you always <laughs> seem to pull that out, like the same speech. <laughs> no, I um, googled it at the right time. It's also got Bill Skarsgård in it. Excellent. So they're teaming up with Tom Holland again, like they did for uh, The Devil All the Time. Yeah. Um, so this is a struggling ex-Marine who comes back from war. Uh, played by Tom Holland. So again, another um, step away from the MCU uh, Spider-Man that we've seen. His career this year is taken off. It's amazing. I'm so happy to see it. Um, So he ends up becoming like a bank robber and stuff like that. He falls on hard times and he's struggling with life after the military and stuff like that by the looks of it. Um, Mm. Living like in poverty almost it looks with his uh, girlfriend, fiance, wife, whoever it is. Um, and is pushed to the brink and ends up committing bank robbery. So we've seen some set photos of him. Uh, it looks somewhere in the Middle East uh, in full, excuse me, uh, full American military garb. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think he's got blood on his face and stuff as well. Like he, it looks like he's seen some shit. Um, then we see photos of him and his girlfriend um, sat around in different places like a rough looking apartment and just like mm. chilling in a, a, a 
park or a graveyard or something it looks like and then we the best one we see oh, is yeah. him holding up a bank he's like sweating profusely you can tell like he's shitting himself for this well he's got, got like, like he's glasses got a little bit of vomit down his jumper or something it looks yeah. like he's he and he's holding really up like a one dollar bill which says uh i've got a gun I've <laughs> this got, is a fucking robbery a in like red writing yeah it looks so good like that that photo alone gets me really excited for like the tone of the film as well that photo um, reminded me so much of place beyond the pines yeah yeah when um ryan gosling's character starts doing the bank robberies with bendo mendo yeah i can't wait can't wait for this film it looks like it's going to be really good uh, yes. 2021 i think it's february so early early part of the year and this is the russo brothers first directorial film since endgame as well uh, they've yeah. been producing a load of films which often have MCU cohorts in it, uh, but this is the first time directing something since Endgame. So good. Really mm. excited. Yes. Really excited. Uh, anything else in your news, mate? Uh. The last big story we've got to talk about is the recasting of Brindlewald for Fantastic Beasts 3. There we go. Uh, we did report that Johnny Depp was out, and now Mads Mikkelsen is in. Wow, um, definitely like sort of a one eighty for that for the style of that character. Like, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean, know. We I love, don't. We love Matt Mickelson. Re- so. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. I don't really. I haven't watched the Fantastic Beast film, so I don't know all that much to comment on it that much. But Matt Mickelson is a great actor. Um, yeah, hopefully all this stuff with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard will come to an end soon, and it'll. Stop being whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a mess of a situation. Let's be honest. Yeah. There's people on both sides who are unhappy with oh, how things are going on. That uh, leads me to a, a roost loomer that I, I've seen on the internet. Apparently, it's not a roost loomer. Apparently, it's like full on insider information that she's being penned for a role. But apparently, Amber Heard might be in uh, Margot Robbie's um, Pirates of the Caribbean film. Which yeah. seems like a major fuck you. Like, not only is like Johnny he, Depp been sacked from all his stuff, they're now he, giving his franchise to his ex-wife. Yeah, and he's also been sacked from um, Pirates of the Caribbean as well. I think that came out over the last week. Well, that's what I was saying. He, he wasn't yeah. in the next one anyway, but now Amber Heard is getting a role in the next Pirates of the Caribbean, apparently. It's almost like, like damage control from like a studio point of view, but like taking it a little bit extreme, maybe. Yeah. Because you know, not you know, we, we we've got to stay impartial, I guess. You know, just because we we don't, you know, our listeners could be on either side of it, and mm. um, you know, it's it's all in the public media. I guess it's whatever you want, whatever side you want to take on it. It's literally it's just in the court of public opinion at this point. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah. Do you carry on? What, what, so you were getting some what? Getting some? Getting uh, some breaking news here, uh, oh, which wow. isn't breaking news. Apparently, it came out six days ago, but I've only just seen it. Apparently, the Umbrella Academy season three, episode one title has been revealed, and it gives a hint towards what storyline they're covering. Okay, so this is big news for us because we're big fans of the Umbrella yeah, Academy. Big fans. Of the um, so I'm trying to speed run the article to find out what it is because it's one of those articles where it doesn't tell uh, you the information the meantime, until the very Chris end. A quick bit of uh, time. Uh, to I found read it. That. I found it. Oh, okay. So this oh. is from Steve Blackman, um, who is one of the writers on the Umbrella Academy. Episode one is going to be called "Meet the Family." Um, 
So I'm guessing this is one of the names from the comic books. Uh, carry on. You can stall now. Now okay, I need to so, stall. So while I stall, uh, we have got a new trailer because I don't think there's much in the way of trailers, so I may as well cover it off now uh, in news. Uh, is uh, There's a Clifford the Big Red Dog trailer, which is essentially <laughs> a live-action Big Red Dog. Yes, uh, it looks kind of terrifying being bright red. He's big. Is he as big as Clifford in the... No, no, he's not as big as Clifford. He's probably about the size of a just a little bit bigger than a regular human. He's not an absolute gargant. He's not the size of an animation. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) he has his own house. But anyway, that's it. Uh, That trailer's boxed off as well. Um, No, I actually had a couple trailers to talk about. Yeah, um, I just want to talk about the Mandalorian. <laughs> just real quick, we had a Chinese trailer for uh, Monster Hunter, and you know everything that I said that I wanted to see the world look a bit more lived in, like not focus on all the military stuff in it, like focus on the actual world of Monster Hunter and stuff. This trailer does all of that, and it looks so much better. And you even got a shot of the cats cooking at the end of the trailer. Oh, okay, um, and. Wow. The dialogue seems funnier, and it's like the action just looks better and stuff. There's loads of different monsters in this, loads of different environments as well. It's not just all in a desert. So this is literally exactly what I said to you, it, like what I needed from a trailer to make me more excited. But the big we got that in is, the Chinese trailer. The big question is: is what the what is the film actually going to be? Is it going to be more like the Chinese trailer, or is it going to be more like the US and the Western? I'm thinking trailer? maybe the Chinese trailer because. China typically don't care about spoilers, which is why Bayes told us that everyone died in Rogue One. Um, So, like, there was, like, a few more elements which might be considered, like, a bit spoilery, like certain action set pieces and stuff like that. Um, So I think maybe towards the Chinese side, because they don't care about spoiling films in the trailers. Okay, cool. Um, um, Did you find the rest of your bit for the Umbrella Academy then? uh, No, people are just saying because it's called Meet the Family, it's going to be sort of like an introduction to uh, the Spyro Academy, which we all fucking figured out from the last scene of... Fake news. Anyway. um, fake news. Yeah, I'm waiting for somebody to actually talk about it a bit more rather than just being there like, oh, it hints at the story. Yeah, of course it hints at the story, but it hints at the story the same way the last scene hinted at the story. Anyway... Uh, there was one last trailer for Life in a Year, which is Jaden Smith and Cara Delevingne. Um, ooh, it's a new coming-of-age uh, romance for teenagers. She's got funky multicoloured hair, um, which looks like wigs. And then you figure out, like, towards the end of the trailer, she's got less than a year to live because she's got cancer. Um and it seems like just one of those. <laughs> it's like a John Green novel all over again. It's fucking... What was that film called? Um, the Fault in Our Stars Part 2 is what this film is. Um, why is it like teen romances nowadays all need to have somebody dying or something? Like They think that that adds like, character depth and like emotion to it. It's like you clearly can't write your romance well enough to add enough emotion into it that you just need to put death into it. Mm. Like It just seems to be every teen rom-com coming out at the moment. But the well, interesting what's... thing that I saw about this is we haven't seen Jaden Smith in a film since After Earth, which was shit. Um, <laughs> For lack of a better word. Yeah. And guess who the two executive producers who are funding this film are? Will Smith. Yep, and Jada Pinkett Smith. 
Fantastic. So it feels like it's kind of just like a. Also, Jaden Smith is rapping in the film. Right. <laughs> Which, if you've listened to his music, you know he's a musician and he does a lot of rapping. I well, think his music's pretty damn good. But you know what that kind of feels like? It kind of just feels a bit like, oh, son, you want to act in a film? That's okay. That's we'll literally what I was you. thinking. Who would like, you like to play opposite you? Cara Delevingne? Yeah, no problem. Let's pay Cara Delevingne to be in this film with you. Go on, yeah. son. Start your acting career. <laughs> oh, you're winning, son. That's <laughs> 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 literally what it felt like when I saw the names flag up like so early in the trailer. I was like, oh. Like, he's not been cast in anything for a while. So let's like, kind of push for him to be in this film. And they, they probably were just there like, oh, okay, here's a... Like a coming of age uh, young adult novel. Let's get somebody to rush a script for it and then let's push it through production. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. In, in most, it like, in some scenarios, Cara Delevingne can be a really good actress. Um, but... Name one. Stole for a sec. <laughs> Carnival rope? Nope. Um, paper towels? Nope. Um, Valerian in the city of thousands? Nope. Uh, <laughs> but in Suicide Squad? Right, nope. But it's, it's all it's all relative. In <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean to say that. I don't think. I think what I meant to say was in in relativeness to Jaden Smith. Could she look like a good actress in this film? <laughs> Jaden Smith was a great actor when he was a kid. Yes. Like, Pursuit of Happiness and stuff like that, like, he was great in. Um, but he also had that childness, like, that that charm to him, so I don't know. Anyway, Chris. <laughs> yeah, The Mandalorian. I, I was going to go on to that before we went down the Car- Cara Delevingne rabbit hole. The- I'm just staring at an Did article title say- saying, why does Baby Yoda farting so much in this episode? And just, that's all I want to talk about right now. I don't now. know whether you said it. I'm going to have to listen back. But in my ears, I heard you say Cara Delevingne. And I was like... <laughs> I don't think I did. I think I said Cara Delevingne rabbit hole, now time oh, for the Mandalorian. Okay. You, you did say Cara, Cara Delevingne. Oh, anyway, Maybe I did. Maybe I did. And if I did. Mandalorian is, is, is amazing. And we've Make got it a into episode. a t-shirt. This week that covers the episode chapter 13 slash season 2 episode 5 slash the Jedi. <laughs> Because you can't. I felt you like there's too many words there. Because you can't name it any more confusing than that. But yep. anyway, it's a very good episode. We're going to go full spoilers because, to be honest, we don't want to beat around the bush. What the hell are you doing watching this, uh, listening to this podcast? Should I say, if you've not seen this episode of The Mandalorian yet, go watch it. Come back. Let us know what you think. At Get Real Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let's go, Chris. How good was this episode? Why was Baby Yoda farting so much, and why did I not notice him farting? <laughs> was he? The question is, was he? Was was? I don't know. Like this on. article just keeps going on about him making farting noises. I'm sorry. Was Grogu farting? <gasps> right. Okay. So I was like live texting the group chat while I was watching this before anybody else did, and holy shit, I literally nearly fell off my chair. Like I was screaming from the beginning right through to the fucking end. Grogu? We got a name for him? He's not the child anymore? We have to stop calling him Baby Yoda? 
We'll never, never stop. Never stop. All your merch that says the child on is now outdated. My mug that has him on there is now outdated. No. <laughs> like the boxes with the pop vinyls in that say the child, cross it out, right? Grogu. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Who was it? Eric Voss from New Rock Stars um, made a joke saying that it's car- carrying on the convention for Yoda's, Yoda species of sounds that you make when you're drunk trying to order a yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> all these people people that say they have baby Yoda tattoos are now called Grogu tattoos and all of a sudden (laughs) they got a lot nerdier (laughs) yeah right shall we start from the beginning of the episode and work through so I was not expecting this episode to start with Ahsoka Tano no filler (laughs) no filler it starts straight away you get the white lightsabers and it's like oh oh um, she was terrifying in that first scene. Yeah, she I was, was like kind of predator. a bit like. Yeah, I was kind of a bit con- not concerned, but I was a bit skeptical right at the beginning for like how how are they doing Ahsoka? Yeah, you've got making to remember dark. Like she was always yeah. like the beacon of light in the Clone Wars series. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's um, it's interesting. I mean, she's been through some shit. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um. She got pulled through the world between worlds. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, so she's seen some shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit... Uh, I, I was a bit taken away. And obviously, as the episode went on, I really started to appreciate and understand and really like what they did with her. Because she is yeah. a lot older. She's much older. She's much wiser than what we had in the Clone Wars. Um, yeah. Um I yeah. think the look and Rosario Dawson like embodying it, I thought was great. Like, like you said, like I was a little bit at the beginning. I was like, "What's happened to her in like the time between Rebels and this?" Like, she's got dark, but you find out the reason why she's acting like that and stuff is because she's on a greater mission. She's on a greater um, hunt, should we say? Well, I thought she was fantastic. I thought Rosario Dawson can literally play any role at this point. Yeah, literally, she smashed it. Really smashed it. Um, also, a lot now of, she's uh, been in like near enough every major nerdy franchise. She's kind of doing like the the um, Oscar Isaac plot of like yeah. trying to get in every nerdy franchise. She'll be like protected by all the nerdy franchises, apart from will she? Because there's quite a lot of uh, people out there now that the episode's been out for a little bit, poking a little bit of um, you know hate. I get not hate, yeah. but nerdy just bullshit towards. Her character, I think because it's the people just being the animated too, series. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I think it's people just being too butthurt and precious about it, and also we've seen this with like loads of characters, and we know there is a real toxic side to the Star Wars fandom at times. Like we saw it with yeah. Rose Tycho. Um, mm-hmm. I think that might largely be what it is. Is just there, like they thought they had this precious little thing in this animated character, and now as soon as she's been brought to the forefront, like. The, I feel like they're going to be like, oh, normies know who Ahsoka Tano is now. Like, yeah. She's not like a niche lore character anymore. Like She's she's out there for the normies. And I think that's just why people are butthurt about it. Yeah, I think actually thinking about how you've just said that, this episode does a really good job of if you don't know who Ahsoka Tano is, you don't have to rely a lot on her previous you know like what we've seen in rebels and clone it definitely helps don't get me wrong but 
you know, just knowing her as the Jedi, and if you know Star Wars and know of Jedi's, you know there's something a bit different going on here with this one, with like the white lightsabers and all that kind of stuff. And the, the white sabers, yeah, she's got the, <laughs> the white uh, lightsabers, and then she's got the, um, you know, she's got the history there with the temple, and she it doesn't rely on you knowing her relationship with Anakin as much, apart from it drops it a little bit when she says, you know, even the, you know, we even lost the greatest of us all. Which is kind of a bit of a sad reference, um, but obviously you get the the mention. Well, you know, jump straight, jump straight to it and talk about it in a bit. But she mentions that she's looking for Thrawn. And obviously, <gasps> if you have all the the um, you know all the background from Rebels and stuff as well, you know why she's doing that. But I think you- this this episode was so rewarding for deep Star Wars fans. And people yeah. that love the lore, like the amount of lore that you just mentioned got dropped into like the main live action series that everybody's watching. So mm-hmm. we had Thrawn, we've got Ahsoka, we've got the history between the Mandalorians and the Jedi's, like in their ancient wars back in the day. Um mm-hmm. you've got seeing stones and Jedi temples and stuff like that. Yeah, and the fact the fact that it's mentioned, but also that's where they're going now. Yeah. And we'll talk about predictions for where we think this is going to go now because we knew it. I think we kind of knew where we were going with with this, but I think from this point now, it's a bit like oh, we're a bit for the unknown now for the other half of the episode, uh, the other half of the season. Sorry, I think um, a lot of us were sort of predicting that Ahsoka would come on this journey with the Mandalorian, almost weren't we, to like reunite Yoda with his own race? Yeah, but it yeah. seems like we're not getting that, like. Maybe she's like done with the series for now, similar to how um, Bo-Katan sort of came in for one episode and she's left for now. Obviously, I think this is all going to wrap up towards the end of the season or tie into season three. Mm. Another thing I want to mention really quickly when we were talking about people hating on it, uh, hating on the looks and stuff and just bits and bobs. Like, don't forget... Dave Filoni, who created the character and who we all worship as, like, you know, the the greater good of the Star Wars narrative team, um, directed, written, and created this produced. episode, produced yeah. this episode. He, he, it, this was, by all respects, his episode. So yeah. you can't, you can't, like, who are you going to hate on? You can't like, hate on, on him and then still enjoy Clone Wars. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't... Yeah, on, people, it, just it's think not, about it. It's not like, you know, people are like, oh... Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams don't understand Star Wars because this, this, and this from Clone Wars, but then this, this, and this in the sequels. It's like, that's one thing. But taking a, a, a guy that created the character right in the character now, this is the most Ahsoka Tano Ahsoka Tano could be in live yeah. action. Like, clearly there was nothing wrong with it. Like, clearly everything makes sense because he's the one that's only ever made Ahsoka and only ever made Ahsoka make sense. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. like, it, it couldn't have been wrong in any way. Like, if something's changed, you feel like there's clearly a reason behind it. Maybe you've not watched all of Rebels, or we we still don't know what's happened in that time jump between Rebels and this. Like, we mm. know she's still on the hunt for Thrawn and stuff like yeah. that. So, And the other thing is, is in, in terms of if you've got problems with the look, um, obviously... The cart. What you got to remember is you, you, your cartoon versions, your animated versions of these 
uh, characters don't look anything like the live version. Well, they do, but you know, the a lot of features and stuff are are, are, are what's the word I'm looking for? Are accented. Like, look at Count Dooku in. <laughs> look at Count. <laughs> yeah, that, like if you said like, oh, this is an honest depiction of Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee would be turning in his grave. Like that is definitely a caricature. That's what I mean. I mean, you just look at like his beard and that, and and you know, I mean, that's the fucking accented. length of his face and his nose. Like, yeah, that's it. And then look at like Obi Wan versus you know, you take features and you accent them, and that's what they've done with Ahsoka. Yeah, in I think the, the Obi Wan one is like the most accurate depiction of any of them. Like, yeah. it's even got like the the um, the mole or the birthmark on his forehead and stuff like that. Like, they took over like aspects of. Uh, Hugh McGregor for that character, but then like the Anakin one doesn't really look like Hayden Christensen that much. No, um, exactly. And then like Palpatine's just got like the fucking biggest brow and snoz in the world. Like, like an animated character is an animated character. It's not a real life character. Like she looks amazing, especially considering like the older Ahsoka from the Rebels art style. She looks a lot more like that. Like she doesn't look like Ahsoka in the Clone Wars is a teenager essentially. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, well, I've seen people say Ashley Eckstein should have played, who who voices Ahsoka Tano, should have played her in the uh, in the live action. But if you think about that, like, she's a, she's a voice actress, really, at heart. She's not a, you know, yeah. Rosario Dawson is an amazing actress. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't think that the voice actress looks any more like the animated version than Rosario Dawson does. No, 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 that's it. So, I, I mean, I, I was listening out to the voice. I was like, does it sound like it could be like a plausible older version of Ahsoka? And it, it could be a plausible older version. The only, like, I think the only way they could have pleased everyone would be if they had Rosario Dawson play her, but then get the voice actors to overdub all the lines. But then that would just be weird. Yeah. Yeah. I would be kind of insulting to Rosario Dawson because then she's doing all the acting and then you're taking out all her dialogue. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Other quick little references um, we had in terms of Ahsoka. You had the owl, which is the, if you're a real nerd, um, is the embodiment of the sister from the Clone Wars series where you've got those Force beings. Yeah, they go to essentially the planet that is the living embodiment of the Force. So you've got yeah. the father who's like the middle, then you've got the son, which is the dark side, and the daughter, which is the light side of the Force. Yeah, yeah. That's and Ahsoka it. gets reborn from the sister, doesn't she? Yeah, it's the Mortis arc, isn't it? So yeah, that's the one. Yeah. You see that? You see Lothcats? You see? Where where was the owl in this episode? Uh, when he's walking through the forest, it's in the it's in the tree, and you can see it's got like a little bit oh. gr- like green in it. So looks like yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it were, came out the world between worlds, wasn't it? It was in that episode yeah. chilling. Um, so that was a little nod to that in there as well. Um, you had uh, Lothcats, which is a reference from Rebels. You mm-hmm. had, uh, and we can move on to um, the other uh, 
the other ac- actress, actors and actresses we saw in the film, in the film, in the series, in the episode. Uh, we also saw a HK droids, which I nerded out at because yeah. HK droids are assassin droids and these were, what, HK-87, something like yeah. that, they said. Uh, and HK-47 is from Knights of the Old Republic. And, yeah, very cool. I was, I yeah, was, I, I was yeah. surprised when they called them HK droids because they didn't look all that much like HK-47 to me. Like, the head shape seemed different, but... I guess it's just a different model of HK droid, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Like, I was, I was really like when I heard it was a HK droid, I was like, whoa. Yeah, I was like, that'd be so cool if it. I was waiting for the final fight at that point. I was like, yeah. yeah. Well, I was waiting for something like, uh, like for it to talk to, um, you know, talk to one of the masters or something, and yeah. I was just expecting it to do the whole commentary. Da, 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 or, or, you know, like the like the reference. I I don't know whether you've played it, but like um, the HK forty seven droid in Knights of the Old Republic, um, like exp- like does it summarizes what it's going to say before it says it. <laughs> so if, if it was okay. gonna if it was gonna insult someone, it would say insult, uh, and then then follow it up or <laughs> observation or suggestion or and then it would follow it up. And I I was just. But then when you heard him just do the whole Death Trooper, whatever, to each other, um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. That would have been a bit too on the nose if they uh, they did that. But yeah, the nerd in me would have loved it. But uh, I loved yeah. I loved how this episode was such like it was like a western and like an eastern western, <laughs> you yeah, know, like a, yeah. a like a samurai film, like a Kira Kurosawa. Yeah, like, um, new rock stars, a, a lone about swordsman well. like fighting yeah. off and stuff like that. You had the standoff, like like the magistrate in Ahsoka's fight was very much like a samurai fight, and then on the outside you had like a western, like you had a Clint Eastwood standoff. Yeah, that was cool, and that was that's the guy from Aliens who we thought was cast as like a, another bounty hunter, like year, like a like yeah. a few months ago, wasn't it? So yeah, um, yeah, you, you pointed episode. out. Um, like a, a nod to like the other Mandalorians, like Boba Fett and Jango Fett, with like the way he was stood there, like twitching with his right uh, with his holster and stuff like no, that. No, it's the pistol spin he does. He does yeah, a pistol yeah, yeah. spin when he puts it back in his pocket, and I was like, that was that was such a Jango Fett reference. Yeah, um, well, that's what I mean. Like that whole standoff, <laughs> like the way he's like playing, like when do I draw my weapon and stuff like that. Yeah, it was cool. I really enjoyed this episode. The fact it was 45 minutes felt a lot better. Oh, so um, much better. I wanted to talk about that. Like, I, I feel like the Mandalorian episodes this season, because they've been doing so much, I feel like they've been too short. Yeah, like, I get there's that. There's just not been enough content. And this at 45 minutes was the perfect length for it. It wasn't overly drawn out to be an hour long. Mm-hmm. And it just it gave everything breathing room and they were able to put enough content into it. Yeah. Um, shall we talk about Baby Yoda's backstory now then because we touched yeah. on it but yeah so, so he was he's the same age as Anakin yeah uh, but obviously his age his race ages a lot slower yeah um, with the next curve like we talked about last week yeah um, so we find out that he was trained on Coruscant the same time that Ahsoka and Anakin and stuff were trained on there mm-hmm. which means he was there for the fall of the Jedi Order he escapes the the youngling slaying of Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got a gap in his memory and everything like that um, from 
essentially when he left the Jedi Temple, somebody took him away from there. Uh, and we don't know who. Mm. So uh, Ahsoka references Yoda in this, but we also know that... Um, what's the name? Is it Yodel? Yaddy. Yaddle. Y- Yaddy. 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 Why, why did I think Yoda? Yaddle. Sorry, Yaddle. <laughs> yeah. Um, she is the female Yoda species that we saw in episode one, but we don't really see after that. Maybe mm-hmm. we're getting a throwback to that because also somebody pointed out we get a callback to Yoda and Yaddle in Fallen Order. Yeah, you do. Yeah, there's a little conversation. Um, you know, Star Wars loves to drop bits here, there, and everywhere, you know, so it, it could have just been a little reference and nothing more. Yeah. I feel like we're going to find out more about how we escaped the Jedi Temple on Coruscant at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think cool. that's going to be like a major reveal. People are saying maybe it might tie into the Obi-Wan series that we're getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's going to take place in the in like the gap in um, Grogu's memory. It feels weird that calling him Grogu now, after so long of calling him Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um... But, what um, else did we get? He's sort of closed himself off from the Force a little bit because he's not been training in it. Uh, he's been hiding it so that he, he, like, as a survival technique. Yeah, which is interesting because that's what happens with um, Luke Skywalker as well. He closes yeah. himself off. Ray feels it, doesn't she? Um You've you've shut yourself off from the force and da 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 da. So it's a nice little reference to that. Um, I've seen a lot of people saying that he's chose the path of the Mandalore rather than. I don't, think he's, <laughs> I don't really don't think he's chose the path of the Mandalore. Have you seen him? Um, I loved the family dynamic between them as well. Like it made me want Ahsoka to go along with them because they seemed like a family. Yeah, like she was so caring towards him. Like as soon as like we saw her and Grogu together, that's when I was like. See, Ahsoka is fine. Like they know who she is. She is the caring one. She cares about people and like life itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was really caring towards Grogu, like the way yeah. like she would like pick him up and almost cuddle him as she was carrying him and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, obviously, like she sees a lot of herself in Grogu as well, because they were younglings in the in the Coruscant Temple. And yeah, stuff but like at that. the same time, she does treat him with like a lot of respect because she knows he's like. 50 years old or whatever yeah, you know he what is, i mean he's he is an elder at the end of the day <laughs> yeah which is a weird weird concept to get your head around but um yeah interesting but um yeah um should we talk about uh grand admiral Thrawn? Mm, yes so he's a big villain from rebels and legends that came back into canon when he was introduced in rebels yeah um very 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 cool character um big blue guy so leader of a fleet spoilers for rebels um but basically what happens at the end of rebels is ezra and ezra bridger who's like the main protagonist in rebels um out of phoenix squad he ends up there's big force whales which sounds incredibly crazy if you've not seen it um and what happens yeah. is thrawn and ezra uh, are plunged into hyperspace and they don't know where they've gone by these force whales that are basically hyperspace force whales yeah. um and that's it so ahsoka's looking for ezra you believe who thinks that they'll find thrawn if they find no f- thinks she'll find ezra if she finds thrawn maybe yeah 
But is so I've just come across like an article on Digital Spy, which is basically like, is Thrawn actually gonna be the big bad of the Mandalorian? Is it is um Moff Gideon just like a front? Um I did the poll on there just to see what the results would be, and a lot of people, like seventy three percent of people that did that poll are like thinking that he could be the big bad of the Mandalorian. Now, maybe. Like, I th- think maybe that potentially, but maybe what they've done is they've maybe teased the idea for having like an Ahsoka um, series. Yeah. Or See, maybe that's, that's, that's maybe what I was a thinking. New, a new film trilogy or something and have Rosario Dawson as the head of it or... I don't know. Like, um, I think like it could potentially just be set up as its own thing. But... Yeah, um, I think since we had the casting of Ahsoka and rumours of Sabine being in the series, and lots of Roose rumours have been floating about an Ahsoka Sabine spin-off series on Disney Plus. Yeah, um, which I think would be great, uh, giving it the time to breathe in like a series. A film would also be fantastic, but it's whether whether they would push for another film based off established characters in the Star Wars universe at this point. The other thing um, is, is what, what the hell's going on with Sabine? Because the last time we see them in Rebels is that Sabine and Ahsoka are like looking for Ezra. So unless yeah. they've split up and Sabine's gone somewhere else, or maybe, you know, um, she'll show up with Bo-Katan at some point. Or... Well, that's why I was about to say. Maybe she was following up with lead on the Mandalorians or something, maybe. Um mm. And, like, in the situation that uh, Ahsoka was trying to just sort of, like, raid this one village by herself, like, maybe she thought, like, it would be a bit too dangerous with Sabine there as well. Like, she could infiltrate a bit easier by herself. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I was thinking maybe, because we found out this week as well, I think it was Pedro Pascal has said that uh, Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau have written the like story outline up until season five wow so if they have got it up to season five then maybe thrawn might be the big bad yeah if if they're plotting things out that far ahead they could build up to the big bad yeah and i wouldn't be surprised because someone must someone other than moff gideon must have masterminded what was going on with the emperor for the sequel trilogy you know like getting all that fleet together and you know masterminding the whole first order stuff and making sure that's all in place after the fall of the empire um you know we're assuming that they've gone somewhere in the galaxy they're not like trapped somewhere they only went into hyperspace so um you know it's good and i think you're right i think that they've got enough time to um set something like that up um, but the other thing is, is that they are heavily focused on the TV side of stuff now, the rather than the film stuff. Yeah. So potentially, you know, you've you've got they've you've got the 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 um the stones or whatever I don't know whatever it is for the Mandalorian to carry someone like Thrawn into live action rather than it being in a film, having yeah. sort of a big character like that. Plus, I mean, we we saw that um, that mural at celebration, which basically shows Piers Brosnan as Thrawn. So, who reckons it might be Piers Brosnan playing <laughs> Thrawn? Who knows? So, what I was just thinking was following on from you know Ahsoka saying that 
Um, what planet did she say he had to take uh, him to? Tython. Tython, yeah. To the Jedi Temple on Tython and put him on a sea in stone and hopefully then he would reach out to another Jedi. Do we reckon maybe that might reach out to Ezra and that's how they find Ezra? Well, this is what I was thinking. So um, speculations now for next season. Um, the other thing, quickly, before we move on to speculations, is that this was the highest rated episode of The Mandalorian. To give you an idea, the episode where they introduced uh, Cobb Vanth and Bo-Katan, they got rated 9 out of 10. So people generally love this episode. Um, right, so who do we reckon is going to show up? Um, the big questions really are is when and if they go to... Um, you know, the seeing stone or what have you to call out to other Jedi. The question we ask is, will he first? Or will he just want to stick with the Mandalorian? Um, You could have this big fake out where it doesn't actually happen. Um, I don't know what you think about that. And we're back. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I literally, my, my mic stand completely fell off my desk and I had to reattach it, but I kept knocking my microphone cable. No, that's okay. Um, I don't know whether yeah. you know what I said. Yep. Yeah, I did. Um, so I I think similar uh, to what you were saying then. Um, I mean, I do have, I, I do I have think, ideas of who, we could, who could show up and who could answer yeah. the call, but um, if I think anyone does... I think he'll go onto the sea in stone and he will... I think Mando wants him to be trained now, even if Mando ends up staying with him for his training. I don't think he'll leave the Mando because, mm. like you said, he's like a father figure to him now. I think they are a team for life now. Um, or Unless it becomes way too dangerous and he does have to leave um, Grogu behind uh, to do his training. And then Grogu could come back maybe in a later season to like save Mando or something, that would be a cool character arc. Um, yeah. But I reckon he will go on the scene stone and he will find someone to train him, but I don't think he'll necessarily leave Mando. Maybe Mando gets asked to stay with him for the training. A lot of people say maybe Cal Kestis from um, Fallen Order. Yeah. Because yeah, he is on the same journey that Ahsoka is to find younglings and protect them. Um. So maybe that's a theory that would obviously Fallen Order and Mandalorian season one came out like the same day or the same week. Um, so there is connections there. And like we said, we've got all these different connections. They've been to similar locations as well and followed similar plot lines and character threads. So I think it is all entirely possible. Um, but I think maybe the Ezra one might work um, yeah. to bring that all full circle, especially if Thrawn's going to be in it. We're um, assuming we're assuming Thrawn is going to yeah. be in it. See, well, this think, is all speculation yeah. anyway, so... See, I reckon, I reckon that we've got three episodes left of the season, right? Yeah. I think maybe the either the next three episodes are going to be their journey to Tython. Um... Because Tython is like taken over by, I believe it's like more Imperial now, or it was more Imperial, yeah. um, based in the comics. Um, you know, after after the fall of the Republic and stuff, I think they took over it. Vader had been there. Um, you know, you might get vibes that either Moff Gideon might stop them from getting to Tython. Um, you could either have it where Baby Yoda just decides not to call out. 
Um, he might decide to call out and we just don't see anybody answer the call. Um, maybe they don't stay around long enough for somebody to answer it and then you see that person turn up, um, you know, in like a bit like a, a Boba Fett-esque thing maybe. Um, yeah. I Who would you like to see turn up if you could pick one person? Uh, where's this in the franchise? See, what I'm also thinking is, so Ahsoka has kind of like washed her hands of it almost and been like, she doesn't consider herself a Jedi anymore and she feels like she's almost like closed off to that side of the force maybe almost. Yeah. But what if when he calls out from there, he gets Ahsoka and like that's a realization for Ahsoka and that's like a call for action for her to return to the Jedi order and like, like help the younglings again. Like what she's doing, trying to find Ezra and stuff is important, but she also needs to think about the next generation of, younglings it's not just her and Ezra yeah so you'd see you'd like to see Ahsoka come back in some kind of fashion whether that be answering the call maybe she goes to Tython and maybe helps them from and before he has to call out maybe she like saves him from an attack or from Gideon or something that's why I was thinking like that would be like the climax of the series would be the Mandalorians and Ahsoka coming in to help them on maybe the battle takes place on Tython. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think personally, I'd maybe like what I'd kind of I've got what I'd like to see is the perhaps perhaps what happens is that it stays with Din. Uh, and maybe the Bo-Katan and the Darksaber and Moff Gideon, maybe it sticks with that. So what yeah. happens is they go they go to answer the call, maybe they stick around for a bit, um, and then maybe like they nobody answers it, and then they carry on and maybe go back. Uh, but when they go back to wherever, maybe something's going on with Gideon, or you know he's he's trying he's like turned up and he's you know attacked the planet where grief cargo and caradoon are and stuff maybe um alternatively then what i would maybe want to see is like maybe cal kestis answer the call and turn up but then he's just teased because that, yeah. that that's we don't we're not going to be surprised at who plays him it's obviously going to be the guy who plays cal kestis you know what i mean yeah uh let me get his name because i'm forgetting cameron something um yeah but uh, cameron monaghan yeah, that's it. Um, that'd be cool. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, feel I, have, like... a feel, I have a feeling that he's not that he's just not going to call out. I feel like it's going to keep the uh, the story between Grogu and the Mandalorian. That's maybe. why I'm thinking maybe if he calls out and he gets Ahsoka, then maybe like she could go on the journey like with Mandal uh, with the Mandalorian with Jin to find like Ezra and the other Mandalorians and stuff like she could be more of a traveling companion and like yeah. teach them on the road as opposed to maybe if like they get like a Cal Kestis or another Jedi that we know is still alive at the moment like Luke Skywalker or a lot of people saying maybe we get a Luke Skywalker um we get a younger Luke trying to rebuild the Jedi order mm. um that's another theory out there which would be amazingly cool um yeah. Like, if it's Ahsoka, then she is more of a character that could stay along with the journey and they could do this training while they're doing 
these other storylines and uh, dealing with Moth Gideon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's like a Luke or a, a Cal Kestis or something like that, it would be taking Grogu away from the Mandalorian story. Yeah. So that's why I'm leaning more towards like an Ezra or a Ahsoka. Yeah. Well, we'd really like to know what you think, uh, listeners, if you'd want to uh, get in touch and let us know. Um, another couple of things to polish off before we finish. Um, you know when they talk about the Beskar Spear? Yes. I th- I've just seen a really like funny image that references that perhaps that could have been a nod to Pedro Pascal's character in Game of Thrones, Oberyn oh, Martell. Oh yeah, the Viper. Yeah, yeah, who uses a spear in his fight because it's quite a similar, it's like a basic similar design. Yeah. Um, and also, we we didn't mention earlier up top, but today we got some really sad news about David oh. Krause passing. Um, we we've yeah we we got mixed up with with news before and forgot yeah. to mention. I was going to yeah. mention it at the end of the news going into Mandalorian because that would have made sense. But oh man, yeah. so sad. I've actually yeah. got a signed picture of like. The original Star Wars trilogy is signed by Kenny Baker, Anthony Daniels, and David Prowse. Oh, it's that's in sad, the man. box next to me. Yeah, real sad day. And as I woke up and I knew we were going to be uh, talking about Star Wars a lot and stuff, I was like, "Oh, it's really sad." Yeah, he uh, was the he was the living, literally the living embodiment of Darth Vader. He did the the body uh, the physical acting, whereas James Earl Jones did the vocal acting for. Darth Vader, but wow, yeah. Like, yeah. They, I think we wouldn't be sat here today talking about like we probably wouldn't be talking about films at all because Star Wars was such a big part of our lives. Yeah. Um, without Darth Vader being the presence that he was, like we wouldn't be here talking. We definitely wouldn't be talking about the Mandalorian because it probably wouldn't exist without David Prowse. Yeah, exactly. Sad times. Um, may he rest in peace. Um. Right, let's wrap up. A bit of a somber note to to wrap up on, but uh, yeah, thought it was important that we mentioned that in yes. this episode. Uh, make sure you check us out Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Get Real Pod. Um, let us know what you think of the Mandalorian. What's your speculations going forward for it? Um, yeah, get in touch with us. Let us know. Um, where can people check out and support the pod, Chris? You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Get Real Pod. We have an email address, getrealpoduk at gmail.com. Don't send us spam, just send us cool information and your thoughts and opinions Damn on you, the Mandalorian Simon. and stuff like that. <laughs> Fuck you, Simon. <laughs> um, we started getting more after we called you out last time. So, so stop it. Behave. Yeah. We don't care about Medicare, okay? <laughs> you can use your own email address. Um,. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, the best way you can do that is share us out on your socials whenever we put out like a new episode link or something. I think this is a great episode for people to listen to if they're big fans of The Mandalorian like you are, clearly, if you're listening to this. Yep. Um, so share us to one friend, share us to two friends. But you can also leave us a rate and review on all the podcast networks that you listen to as followers on Spotify as well. If you leave a rate and review on Podchaser, that's the right one, isn't it? Yeah, correct. Yep, Podchaser. Uh, I don't know why I forgot that this week. Um, if you leave a rate and review on Podchaser, it'll syndicate it to all the other networks. Uh, don't forget to check out the boys over at Get Real Gaming. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's everything that we need to do at the end of that, isn't it? 
Yeah, that's all good. Yeah, uh, make sure you check out the boys at Get Real Gaming as well if you're into gaming stuff, our sister podcast, our twin podcast. And yeah, take care, stay safe out there, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye now.